Welcome to Sunshine Graces with Podcast Nun. My name is Sister Ave Clark. I am a Dominican sister from New York. I am happy you can join me today. Hello, everybody. Today is Everyday Graces. And today I have my friend Susan Brussman from the Poppenhuben Institute in College Point. How are you today, Susan? I'm very good, and I'm so happy to be here. This is a wonderful time for Susan and I to share something about history and historic sites. So, Susan, how did you get involved with Poppenhuesen? Well, it goes back to 1980. Uh, I was visiting a friend of mine. Actually, I was teaching a yoga class, and someone had told me on the way to the class that the wonderful Poppenhuesen Institute was up for sale and possibly going to be demolished. So one of my students, who I spoke to about this, said, we can't let that happen. So the first thing we did is we rented a hall, and we had over 300 people show up that were also interested in saving this historic building. And uh, we started having like protests and demonstrations because the people who were running it were good people, but they just believed that it had to be sold. There was no way to save it. So eventually, we ended up in court, and we were in and out of court for three years, and after three years, we won our case, and we got the keys for this wonderful building in, I guess it was around October of 1983, and so there began the second chapter in the life of the historic Poppenhusen Institute. That is very interesting. I didn't realize that. But it also says something to me about people's interest in history and wanting to keep it so others can hear about it. Now, can you tell us some of the history of Poppenhusen? What is the word Poppenhusen? How did it get that name? Well, it's named after its benefactor, Conrad Poppenhusen, who was born in Hamburg, Germany in 1818, came to America in 1843, first lived in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and had a factory there. But when the community of Strattonport, Flemersburg, and College Point were being developed, in 1853, he, excuse me, 1854, he needed to expand his business, and that's when he, his eyes were set on College Point. That was the place he wanted to bring his family and his business too, because it was right on the water. He could do business there, bringing in uh, material by freight, by uh, ship, and then sending out the finished product that way. So he did very well once he moved into the community. So in 1868, in celebration of his 50th birthday, he decided to give $100,000 to build the Poppenhusen Institute. And that's like a few million dollars today and then I gave another $100,000 to maintain it. It was to be the town hall of the community. Everything important was there. You had uh, English classes, you had the justice of the peace, you had a courtroom, you had a church there, you had the Knights of Columbus later on in time, you even had the sheriff's office, and along with that were two jail cells that remain today and that are always a fun stop for school and public tours. And most importantly, on July 1st, 1870, the first free kindergarten in all of the United States of America was established there by Conrad 
because Conrad, excuse me, kindergarten, as you might know, is a German concept, the word meaning garden of children. The in I'm sorry, go ahead. It's very interesting. I do remember going on a tour there, and I was brought downstairs with one of the tour leaders, and he said, get in the jail. And it was a very small place. But just the wonderful thing of knowing that the first kindergarten, that it also is a place and has continued to be a place of education. So I know you run many programs. What types of programs do you offer? Well, I have our latest newsletter here. And I do have to say that throughout COVID, we remain very relevant in our community. We continue to do our music program, but virtually. And our music program, as far as performances, we took that on the road. I rented a vintage trolley, the bands would be on the balcony on the back of the trolley, and we would zip in and out of the community. And we brought so many smiles to people's faces who were so in need of some kind of joy. So today we're gonna to start some of our in-person programs. The virtual music program will continue, but next month we're going to start our In the Garden family painting classes April through June. We're going to have drumming in April every Saturday. We um, are going to have archaeology workshop for children, and we're even having a time capsule uh, event. We're asking people to bring in or send in things that mementos that uh, kind of represent what they went through this last year, whether it be a menu from a takeout place or even an obituary of someone they love, anything that tells their story. And this time capsule will not be opened for 100 years. And on May 2nd, we have a wonderful, lively Mexican dance program coming up. And on May 15th, it's May 15th, a joyful springtime concert. We have so many things coming up, and uh, if you want to learn more about the landmark Poppenhusen Institute, you can visit our website, poppenhuseninstitute.org, because we'd love to see you there. That's wonderful. I mean, I've been to some of these things, and believe me, you'll want to go back. One of the things I realize about Poppenhusen is it's a place of history. So what importance do you think history is and should continue to have in everybody's life? Well, I, I'd like to just focus on local history. I think local history can unite every person who lives there, whether it be a person who's been there, their family for generations, or newcomers to the area, because that's something we will all have in common. That unites us all once we're living in that community. And I think when we have visitors come to Poppenhusen Institute, they feel that. They become excited about the history. We run an after-school program, and the children in that program of all cultures, but the reason they say they want to participate is because we want to learn about the history of the community. And I say yay for that. And it's wonderful, uh, it's wonderful to teach it, and it's wonderful that they want to learn it. And that, and that is so very important because history connects us to the past, helps us understand the future too by the importance of all the actions that we're going to have. Now, what have you learned about yourself working there? Well, it actually forced me to kind of push me beyond my comfort zone. I'm a rather introverted person and rather shy. And I can't be that way if I'm going to run this place in a very successful way. 
<coughs> I often have to speak before uh, the city council or the borough president, and I still get nervous, but I have to do it. And it's allowed me to become <coughs> more, well, it's allowed me to become everything God intended me to be, and I might have continued to kind of hide my light under um, the, the under, <laughs> under the bushel. I wasn't allowing myself to be who God created me to be, but because I believe so much in preserving this building, I pushed myself. And another thing I learned, I learned how to trust God more. I often feel very overwhelmed and I feel not equipped to handle everything there because one of the big things we face is raising enough funds. So I can feel, uh, oh my goodness, how are we going to survive this? But what I try to do is I trustingly free fall into love, the loving arms of our Father who art in heaven. And He either equips me to do my job, calms my soul, or brings various individuals to the Institute to help fill in the gap. I think that you're a very honest person, and I think we all need to be, because we all get into positions where we love it, and then things get very involved, and we realize that we need other people, and you certainly have involved other people. So as you pass on history, and we realize the importance of this, what everyday grace do you feel that history has given to you? When I read that question, I really wasn't exactly sure how to answer it. Okay. Uh, so I'm just thinking that maybe everyday grace in my case, I guess, is that I feel very honored and humbled that God trusted me to lead this community effort of the rehabilitation of the College Point Cultural Center and Museum at the Poppenhusen Institute, and especially because we have all types of people coming, all backgrounds, all shapes, all sizes, all this, all that. And I believe we really help to make every person feel welcome. And I'm very honored and humbled that God allowed me to be part of this project. Well, I think you answered that question quite well. And if everybody is listening, maybe now you have a deeper appreciation of history. And if you ever get to go to Poppenhusen, you will be welcomed graciously. The programs are well-run and well-planned. I think the everyday grace lives at Poppin Houston because of Susan Brussman. So Susan, thank you so much today for being with us. And thank you, Sister Abe, for this wonderful opportunity. You're welcome. <laughs>